Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a fundraiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. To Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today, we have a very, very special guest, two E's, double T, (laughs) Amy Waters. What's up, Amy? How are you? Good. How are you? That's the best introduction. I, I'm going to have you follow me around and introduce all my meetings. Two, two E's, double T's. I know they forget it all the time. Which one do they forget more? The, the double E or the double T? Oh, man. Well, I, I have had the double E my whole life. So I get that one definitely a lot more. You know. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I got married into the double T. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So as a former athlete, you understand the importance of warming up. Right? All right. I got a couple warm-up questions for you. All right. I'm ready. You got to stretch it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. First one. If you could listen to any musical artist for 30 days straight, only one musical artist, 30 days straight, who are you selecting? Well, Sean, so I have um, two kids in the household right now, and somehow my six-year-old just uh he missed the whole hamilton phase and now just found it okay it's hard for me to even think about a different musical like all we hear is hamilton (laughs) no like i could i could sing the whole musical to you at this point it's that's hilarious we're like four years late in the trend (laughs) my kids not owning my spotify account i don't know like i think i gotta go i think i gotta go some some somewhere where there's just a lot of choices. So like mm-hmm. you go back in the archives and talk like Beatles. Ooh. You know, there's just wow. a lot there. I know that's, I'm not that old, but there's just a lot, like, you know, there's a lot of- There's lot a lot there. With that music. But I don't know, my husband and I right now are digging some Leon Bridges. We really mm. like Black Pumas. Yes, I just got hit to them recently. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, right? But like, there's only they're not that many songs. But exactly, I know, like, it's thirty days. Thirty days is a long time. <laughs> it's probably gonna be Hamilton. Really Hamilton. Old, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, so you have you have two children. One is six. How old is your other child? He's two. Going on. Two. Oh, so two boys. Two boys. Two boys. How about that? Not How about that? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Another one for you. You have the option. You, you're going to get a superpower. Yeah. You can either look into the future 10 minutes before something happened or 50 years. And so once you say yes to the superpower, it's either or. So it's only 10 minutes and that's it or 50 years and that's it. Which one are you going with? Oh, okay. Well, it's tempting to go 50 years because then you, you, you know, right? Like if this is how it all works out. But then all of the like, drama and suspense of your whole life like what's the point right plus right plus my parents always told me like you live by the next good decision you make right like you just keep making good decisions and life will work out and everything will work out for you so i do think if you just see those snack size life moments and i just get 10 minutes ahead of everything i think 
think that's the way you want to go. I don't think you want to know exactly how it ends up. You just want to kind of have a nudge that like, this is the right thing to do next. I like this. So 10, 10 minutes ahead, 10 minutes ahead. 10 minutes ahead. You, dropped the, you dropped the jewel there. Give me the quote from your, your parents again about good decisions. My parents, just, uh, they just said, always just make the next right good, next right good decision. Mm. Don't worry about, don't go too far in the- The next one, right. What's the next right decision? And go do that. that One step at a time, one decision at a time. Last one, Amy. Favorite TV show of all time. To this day, you can continue to watch it as if you've never seen it before. That's easy. That's The Office, hands down. Oh. I can't, I can't. I got to stop (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite character? Oh, see, you know, you want to say that you're the Jim, Jim Pam couple, right? Okay. But but Dwight's where it's at. He's yeah, definitely, I mean, he's a quirky dude, but he's this. <laughs> what an incredible show. Goodness. I'm with you there. That's a great show. I can still watch it. And I have not seen all the episodes. How you feel like you've seen all, all the episodes? Ah, well, you just need to stop what you're doing and, and go uh, rent them. I don't even think you can watch them on Netflix right now. You gotta go. No, you cannot. Yeah. No, so the what, office gotta, is great. You got to tell me what your TV show is now. Now I'm going to interview My TV show is Martin. All right. I, I grew up on Martin Lawrence. Martin. I, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Martin fan. I'm a huge Martin fan. I can watch that, to, that show to the day as if I've never seen it before. Um, it's a little annoying uh, for my wife because uh, she's not as big a fan as I am. She's like, no, we're not watching this again. Or you got to go downstairs and watch it. But uh, but yeah, we do connect over to the office, though. Like, like, I like that. She rocks with the office more than Martin. So you two <laughs> will get along there. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Amy, take us back. Young Amy, where are you from? Early beginnings, early introduction to sports. Take it away a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I am, I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised. And for people not listening, we call ourselves Yinzers here because I'm sure you know, Sean, uh, that's what, that's how, that's the y'all of Pittsburgh is Yinz. So we're, I'm a Yinzer, um, born and bred. You can probably hear it as as you guys are listening (laughs) to me on Spotify or whatever, um, uh, podcast you're listening to but yeah I mean I grew up in Pittsburgh played sports all through my life like they gave you know there was never anywhere I was more comfortable than on a field um all kinds of different sports did gymnastics for a really long time um that was probably my first sport played soccer from the youngest age I can remember uh basketball softball track and field a lot of track and field in high school oh wow you did it all yeah, I did it all, man. It wasn't really great at any of them, but it was good enough to keep going. Um, yeah, and then um, played college soccer at the University of Pitt, held to Pitt. Held to Pitt. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to take you back. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go back to your childhood. Childhood. So you ran track. What events did you run? Oh, well, see, now that I'm an adult, I realize I should have been a long distance runner. But as a kid, you don't want to run those two miles like that's right (laughs) i uh i sprinted and 100 200 400 and i ran uh the hurdles i was oh okay very nice very nice now uh any siblings only child i have a little brother who's not so little anymore and i have an older sister my brother runs the company business for my parents and my sister's a scientist up in um new york and upstate new york very nice. Now, were there athletes as well? Were there a lot no. of competition? Just you, huh? You got it. 
I got the middle child. Yeah, my brother. I mean, they both played a little bit, but neither of them, um, you know, neither of them very avid. My brother um, into music, and my sister's just like super wicked smart. Um, so they had their own paths, and mine just happened to be on the soccer field. Where did that come from? Like the love of sports? Just was watching TV. Was it a family member, or just something that it just part of you? You know, I don't know, but my mom and dad always tell me the story, which I don't know if I believe, like uh, my sister's a couple years older than me. And when she started soccer, when she was like five or six, they're like, we just like, they just had to let you on the field. You weren't going to not play. So I all, I just must've always loved it, which I, you know, neither of my parents grew up playing like, mm -hmm. in the, you know, I'm none of my cousins so much either. So I don't know, I'm the, I'm the odd I'm the odd man out there, but yeah, definitely always, I will always love to play sports, anything, all of it. Now, uh, did you have some favorite athletes growing up? Who did you look up to? Oh, I mean, like I'm in the era of like Mia Hamm. Like Ooh. there was not a cooler person out there than Mia yeah, Hamm. Like, the whole 99er team, like that just basically made my life. I had the opportunity um, to meet Julie Faldi uh, or, or, you know, have a connection with Julie Faldi a, a couple um, months ago. And I like fangirled her. Did like, you? Oh God, the 99ers, you guys are so cool. <laughs> the 99ers, oh my goodness. That's yeah, really cool like, though. Yeah, then gymnastics, I don't know. You're a little, I don't, I'm sure you know, wasn't the same. Uh, Sport lane as you, but like Shannon Miller back when yeah. I was day. Yeah, she was like Dominique Dawes. That's like that same era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on me. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you don't you don't see a lot of women, like you know, there's not as many. So, you know, you that's get true. those few shining lights and those Olympians, and and that's that's it for girls. So um, you know, I was lucky to have some really cool role models, but I, you know, I wish there was more female athletes to look up to for sure. No, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, looking looking for more female athletes taking over. That's right. That's right. Taking over, definitely. And it's really interesting though that uh, when you think about, especially during that era, how how much the Olympics was a, a huge platform to to raise the awareness, in particular of uh, um, you know women that are in sports. Because yeah. I because we, we named a couple. I think a uh, uh, track uh, Florence Griffith uh, Joiner. I mean, yeah. so. Um, now yeah, wait, Georgia. was Hope was Hope solo on that ninety nineteen? Or she's later. She might have been the next time. Like she might have been early two thousands. But yeah, another really amazing goalie, amazing woman. Um, to right. Watch for sure. Yeah, but it's all Olympic athletes for sure. There isn't, you know, like professional female sports is a new thing. It's a, it's a new idea. Right. Right. Yeah. Back then, yeah, the WNBA wasn't around. I don't think so. No, unless yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah crazy yeah 999 i don't know when uh, the wnba started yeah yeah, yeah. I can look that up. college for a girl college was it like that was that's what you or you know the olympics but like you made it to college that was that was the thing yeah it was it was and so you made it to the thing you I alluded to it hello pit hello pit alone so why did you decide to go to uh to the university of pittsburgh yeah, you know, that that had an ups and downs and lefts and rights. I had committed to George Mason, um, went down oh, there. Oh, in D.C.? Yeah, went down there. Wasn't wasn't my thing for a couple different reasons. Had a little uh, health problem and came back up here and, and got pulled into pit. And it was, you know, 10-minute ten, ten increments, like we talked about uh, at the beginning of the, the call. Like that, uh, 
that that 10 minute decision uh, really made uh, the world a difference for me because I found my home. You know, like I think sometimes you make a make a one wrong mistake and that's cool. Then you pivot and you find something new. And I was able to really um, find a home there and find a team there and like I fell in love with Pitt. I mean, I, I'm a hometown girl and it was really cool. My parents got to see every game I played in. Um, it's a really cool experience to come back up here and, and be able to, to support my city like that. Wonderful. So speaking of your city, we're going to we're going to fast forward later because you're still in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about what you're doing in Pittsburgh now. Uh, you went to Pitt. You're from Pittsburgh. I mean, you're Pittsburgh. You talk about you. You're Pittsburgh through and through. Have you ever lived outside the city of Pittsburgh? Uh, no, I've visited a lot of places. The, uh, my, my husband's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're like. <laughs> <laughs> you Pittsburgh through and through. Now, are, are y'all, y'all, are y'all Steeler fans, Penguins fans, like all yeah, things? we're big Pittsburgh fans. My kid's name is Rooney, believe it or not, after what? Rooney. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool first name, though. I love it. Yeah, it's a good name, but yeah, we love, uh, we love, we love, we love this town. Wow. Yeah. So a favorite thing to do in Pittsburgh, like what do you enjoy doing? Um, we uh, really like going to sporting events is probably yeah. um, our most favorite thing to do. Going to the Steelers game, even though the Pirates are eh, yeah, we really enjoy going and, and seeing them play. Hockey is a big one for us too. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're big outdoor people. We like to go to the park, get the kids outside, mm. go to the Three Rivers. There's really cool um, water steps there pre-COVID that you used to go and hang out with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, do a lot of that kind of thing um, here in town. Yeah, I, uh, when I lived in Pittsburgh, I enjoy dining out to different restaurants. I'm not sure people really know. There are a lot of really good restaurants there in Pittsburgh. And, 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 and then also to be able to dine at, like, the view from Mount Washington. Right. I mean, Pittsburgh is actually, a, it's really a beautiful city. What is yeah. that? What is that? What is not zero degrees? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. I before kids, I remember going out to eat. Maybe one day, one day soon, somebody's gonna watch my kids, and I'm gonna get to go out again. So going back to Pitt, what did you major in? Pitt marketing. I I, I am lucky enough to have um, went there for undergrad. I registered my freshman year because I came from George Mason. So I registered my freshman year, and I was lucky enough. I uh, got my MBA there too while I was playing. Mm -hmm. So I went. I got I got an undergrad in marketing. And then I got my MBA at CATS, which was pretty outstanding. Played my last year um, as, a, as a first year in graduate school and then finished up graduate, my graduate degree there. So how was it balancing being a student athlete? How was that for you? So I always say to people that, it, you know, like, cause it's a hard thing when you're a kid, like to make that decision about going and, and playing, you know, in college or not. And I always say, I would never have changed it for the world like it was the coolest experience I don't regret one decision um I met my very best friends that I know today and are still texting me as we speak on, right. on chat um and it was amazing it's just um it's a different world right like you're you know Thursday through Sunday you know you're on the road um most days if not you're getting up for a 5 30 in the morning practice and it's you know it's a different lifestyle you're not you know hanging out at the bars on a, on a Thursday night you're getting going to bed so you can lift at 6 a.m on on Friday morning at least you're supposed um, to be doing that <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's always 100 percent but at least that was the goal though right 
Yeah. Right. That's right. So, but it was awesome. And like, you know, you, you get what you like, there's just different benefits of it. And I, I love playing. I was, I, I wouldn't change it for a world. If I, if I could do college twice, it would be great to go back and, and maybe not play for a semester or so and just see what that was like. But no, right. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So when you think about your time, I think with some of your fondest memories, whether it's on the field or off the field, either way. Whew. That's a hard question. It's been, it's been a long time. Well, well I, I'll tell you one of my fondest memories I pit are the O-Fries. The O-Fries. I missed the original hot dog shop. I missed the O. That um, was kind of, nope. uh, sure. <laughs> what, you, were, you, were, you were not a fan of the O? I, I mean, in, in concept, yes. To eat it, ooh, a little rough. Amy, they gave you a pound of fries for like a dollar and 50 cents. A college team, like, my teammate and I will go there, probably split it, <laughs> split the cost, and then we split the fry to get, like, a hot dog, somewhere to sour, a slice of pizza. You're winning. <laughs> I was more of a fuel and fuddle. That's okay. That's my jam. That's where, like, when my parents would come and see me, that's where we'd go, and, you know, we'd order out on the menu, for sure. That was a, that was a hot spot. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Pete was great. Going to the basketball games was really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm the generation where we also had uh, – Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. So yes, was, yes, I was there as well for that. Yeah, that was cool just to see all that the sweat box. The sweat box. <laughs> if I would walk in there, if somebody would blindfold me and take me into Fitzgerald Fieldhouse today, I would still know it was that place because of the way it smells. Right. Smell in the whole wide world. Yeah, the Fieldhouse. Wow, that track. I don't know how the track team run around. Oh, it's like all like that. Yeah, that angle. That was tough. I actually uh, walked onto the track team for a uh, semester. Well, what? What? Last year ended up being like in a couple of weeks. So I was there to play football and asked coach because I was a pretty fast in high school. Coach, can I run? And I went out there and just practicing around there. I felt like I was going to run into the wall <laughs> almost every time I was going around. I got to one indoor meet. I pulled a hamstring, and coach said, "No, that's it. You're here to play football. You're not a you're not a spreader. Get out of here." So, um, yeah. So, anything else come to mind, memory wise? Oh man, like I just remember a lot of it revolves around sports. I remember uh, a lot of bus trips, a lot of late night bus trips, sleeping in the bus, getting in the hotel, and but those are the best memories with the with the team and you know being a kid. I guess it's crazy. Yeah, Long very nice. Ago. So. So you went to uh, Pitt undergrad. They always went to Pitt grad. What did you do after graduation? Uh, after graduation, I got a job at Heinz. So speaking of a Yinzer, Pittsburgh girl, there's nothing right. more Pittsburgh. Well, now I know they're in Chicago, but there's nothing more Pittsburgh than, uh, than Heinz ketchup. So I worked in marketing at Heinz for uh, about five or six years. Hmm. Is that downtown? Yeah, it was downtown. And for a time there, we worked on, you know, they, they have a portfolio of brands. So I worked on everything from the Smart Ones frozen nutritional brand to like a soup brand to a Rida. And then I spent some time on um, Heinz ketchup. And like, literally, they would be like, just just don't mess it up. Like, that's the marketing plan. Like, just, <laughs> this, is, this thing is perfect. Just don't, don't, don't screw it up. So it was a lot of fun. And I learned, I learned a lot about being, uh, you know, about marketing through a, a CPG company and a very um, tenured company that had been along, around a lot of time. So we all, uh, you know, we always try to say like, you know, they, 
they trained you how to be a marketer, like from a, like a classical perspective, you really learned the ins and outs of marketing a consumer packaged good, which was a really awesome training ground for me coming out of grad school and very, very fun work in the city, work for a big company. It was great. Yeah. And so you went to Pitt to the, and you majored in marketing. You came from the start, you majored in marketing and then you, you got your, you got, uh, then you end up working in marketing. Like that's not too uh, often. Usually people go in, I went in as an engineering degree and now I'm in sales or, I, or I'm in marketing or I went in there as communications degree, not yeah. knowing what I want to do. But it sounds like you knew you wanted to be in this marketing space like from a young age. Is that true? Well, yeah, I think so. Well, I think I knew, I, I think I knew, I always liked a little bit of creativity and a little bit of, um, you know, that side of the brain, um, little innovation side. Um, and but I was never very artistic or naturally creative. So marketing kind of gives you that lane where you have like a business mindset, but you can think a little bit outside the box and a little bit more creatively. So that always um, drew me. And yeah, I, I think I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be an engineer. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. I knew I didn't want to be a teacher or a lawyer. So then there's just, you know, you kind of are like, all right, well, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a beautiful thing. So, so we, we think of marketing, like what, what part of marketing do you enjoy? You think you enjoy the most? Oh, I'm a brand girl. So like Ooh. the idea of building a brand and like the power that that brand has on a, a consumer decision in the long term is, um, you know, I think that's, that's the, 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 the crystal ball, if you may, mm. of, of marketing and how, how you drive that brand impression of customers. Like, look, Heinz Ketchup, right? Like that's, that's an iconic brand. And yes, I know I'm biased because I'm a Pittsburgher, but if you eat anything but Heinz ketchup, you, you need to check yourself. No, no, before you wreck yourself, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really get much better than Heinz. Yeah. And so, so you leave Heinz, then where next? Where next? Uh, where I am now. So I, I came to Dick's Sporting Goods. And it just felt right. I think I was looking for an opportunity and like, gosh, man, I like, I love sports. I love Pittsburgh. Dix is at, you know, it's headquarters in Pittsburgh and um, they had an opening in marketing and I, I jumped. And so how long have you been with Dix now? Oh, well, since I'm only like 26 years old, I've only been here a couple of days. <laughs> right, right. There it is. <laughs> I've been here almost 10 years. I'll be here 10 years this summer. Wow, wow, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Wow, 10 years. No, I mean, that's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice marriage. It's a, it's a marriage, like you said, from sports to marketing, from Pittsburgh. I mean, all of that is, is wrapped in one uh, yeah. with the sporting goods. So how is it uh, working for such a, a large uh, company, yeah. especially when you think about the, the branding marketing side of things? Yeah, it's really cool. So I came here, right, um, you know, I came here when Dick Sporting Goods was in a substantial growth mode. And we were doing a lot of work um, and our new um, CEO at the time had just came and was our chief marketing officer and a newly appointed chief marketing officer. And she really took the company and, and helped build a brand with, with you know, the organization. And it's been an amazing ride to see how um, Dick Sporting Goods has transitioned over the last 10 years from, a, you know, from an awesome sporting goods company to an, even, to an epic brand. Um, and that's been a really cool thing to be part of um, in the marketing department. And, you know, my personal journey has taken me in a lot of different um, roles here, which has been really cool. So I've been with the company 10 years, but I've been in a ton of different roles, which has, you know, 
um, allowed for a lot of growth and change and opportunities and nothing ever felt too very stagnant because I was always, you know, changing or adding responsibilities. Going back to marketing, branding, share whatever you can, a project that you worked on. He's like, wow, that was really cool. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I, you know, really recently we I, I work on the foundation now and we actually just recently bought a um, old food truck and we renovated it into our sports matter truck and we pa- we painted it. We got huge screens on the inside of the truck and on the outside of the truck and um, we stuffed it full of equipment. And we've run it across the country a couple of different times, giving out um, equipment to under-resourced kids um, in different communities. Oh, really cool. Given, yeah, I think we've given um, tw- over 20,000 gifts to under-resourced kids uh, in the last couple of months. So it's been, a, wow. it's been one of the, you know, it's been the cool marketing project because every little community we go to, people see the truck and, you know, they, it's, it's a really cool, um, fun thing for kids to engage with, but then it's also doing such great things for the community. It's something we're, we're very proud of. Definitely. So you got one food truck that's delivering all that? Like they, all that, per, that person been driving. So where have they gone? Um, so, oh God, uh, the, 16 different cities. So they've went wow. everywhere from like, we started it. Just give me two. Oh God, we've been to Pittsburgh, we've been to LA, we've been to- Wait, 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 wait. That food truck was driven to LA? Yeah. Was it, was it shipped there or someone actually no. drove? No, so this summer, we did a summer truck for Diamond Sports, which are baseball and softball. We started, I think, in Nashville and we went down to Atlanta. Then we went to Mobile, Alabama. We went to Houston. We went wow. to El Paso. We went to LA. Yeah, we went- across the country down in the south so it's, wow. been, it's got it's had it's had to have some tune-ups had to have some tire changes a little bit <laughs> now yeah. now do the cities do they know you all are showing up or is it a surprise so it's a surprise for the most part for the kids but the organizations know they help us set it up and then we right. you know have a little celebration a lot of times we surprise them with an athlete mm. um that will come and you know um get on we have virtual we have like a zoom on the on the truck and the athletes will get on zoom and talk to the kids oh that's super cool yeah that's super cool sports matters sports, sports matter. matter that's I right i love it i love it and and so speaking of sports matter you know we we work with you know both collegiate student athletes and grade school student athletes and so speaking to thinking about collegiate student athletes number of them you know, when they're graduating, they're not being, they're not going to be professional athletes, but they still want to work in the sports industry. And so one of the things we try to do is expose them to different careers, even the young people. And so what advice do you have for a young person who may be interested in working for a brand like a Dick Sporting Goods or, or some of the other you know, large sports brands? What advice do you have for them? I think it's a great, well, first of all, good for you because it's a great career to be able to, you know, we all can't be professional athletes, but the second best thing is to still be connected to sport. So I, like, I think, you know, I, I'm, I feel lucky every day that I get to come here and, and think about like sports and getting kids to play every day is like a really, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not that it's, it's fun and it's a job. So, um, you know, go uh, get your passion. And then I think, look for an entry-level opportunity, look for an internship, look for an open door, look for something adjacent. 
I know we have, um, you know, I know minor leagues is, is a way that a lot of people get their foot in the door and get grow up through minor leagues. And they really get that marketing experience and that firsthand activation and engagement opportunities. Um, and then I just think, you know, keep networking, keep talking to the people, you know, and keep, uh, you know, staying true to yourself. If you want to get into the game, like, you know, just keep, keep knocking at the door. Now you said networking. Speak to the power of relationships. Power of relationships. It is important. It is really important to just continue to have um, a network of people that you stay connected with. And by networking, like, you know, I think early in my career, I thought if I'm going to have a conversation with somebody, it needs to lead to an action. And I think um, I've recently learned that that's not always the case. Like it's about relationships and eventually that relationship may lead into a really cool action, but it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. So it's just important to get on the phone, get an email, LinkedIn, just let people know you're listening to them and let people know you're following their career and give people updates about what's happening in your life and what you're doing. And with, with no, no need for an action afterwards, other than just to be like, hey, saw this article, thought about you. We'd love to connect whenever you guys have a second. Like that's an important thing to, to it's, it's just like any other relationship. You have to nurture it. Great advice, great advice. And so, so we're, we're meeting over Zoom right now. And when you speak about your work, I can see you light up. It seems that you truly enjoy what you do. Can you speak to the importance of trying to find something that you love? Yeah. So I have the, I, like, look, it's going to be hard to get a job that you love as much as mine. I have a really cool job. I am the executive director of the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation, which means every day I figure out ways with my team to try to get more kids to play sports. Like when you think about that as a job, like I am very, very lucky, but I think that that's, um, you know, I think I, I just encourage the people listening to this, like what makes you tick? What do you like to do every single day? and figure out how to get paid to do that every single day. Great advice. That's the ticket. Wonderful. Love it. Love it. So as we close, as you know, the mission of Orange Arrow is to coach student athletes aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Why is it important for a student athlete to be successful outside of their sport? Well, you know, I think we look at sport as, here at the foundation, we look at sport as what teaches you how to be a good adult, what teaches you how to be successful in life. Like we don't think about sport here as like, wow, that kid's a really great soccer player and they're gonna go play in the MLS. Like that's not the end goal. We value sport because sport teaches you so many life lessons. It gives you so many opportunities and harness all of that power of sport to refine who you are and to better who you are so that then you're a better human, right? Like it's about being, it's about being off the field and taking all those skill sets you learn while playing and applying them to the rest of your life. Cause you know, I, there's lots of years post being an athlete that will make you cry that now your knees hurt and your back hurt. But like, you know, there's a life after being an athlete that you, that, that, that sports is preparing you for. So listen to it, embrace it, take it, and move it on with you as you enter into the new areas of your career and your life. Wonderful. Double E, double T. Amy, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank Appreciate you so you. much. It was really nice seeing you.
Take care.